Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest Tiffany Sullivan. Tiffany is the Director of Fine Arts at the Citadel and is going to talk to us about the new Capers Hall, Combat Art Integration, and bringing the whole self to principal leadership training. Today's episode is sponsored by Spider Exchange Traded Funds, which can be found at www.sectorspdr.com. Thank you for joining today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast. I'm your host, Ted Feening, here with today's guest, Tiffany Silverman. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ted. Now, Tiffany, you do so many things here at the Citadel, and I want uh, I want folks to know about everything you're up to. Um, the Citadel you know, is often seen as this walled-off uh, village here in Charleston. What are they doing behind those walls? It all seems very military. Well, what you're doing is actually uh, adding a little color to the place, I'd say. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here and, and what you've been up to recently? So I started here at the Citadel in 2008, and so I've been here for 15 years, wow. and the changes that I've seen have been dramatic. It's all been driven by this desire of the cadets to be creative in ways that they didn't even realize that they had in them. The One of the greatest joys that I have have been able to experience was and continues to be seeing them see themselves in a new way. And I think you're talking about leadership here. If you don't know yourself, how are you going to be able to lead other people? So I think building this self-awareness, building this confidence in being able to make creative decisions is something that the arts are able to develop in a way that no other military institution is doing right now. There are so many areas of the college, uh, college's art life that you are involved in. What is your official title and role at the college right now? So since 2013, I've been the Director of Fine Arts. And that primarily I report to the Dean of the School of Humanities and Social Sciences in that role. And that has really expanded over the years. I've I've kept raising my hand and seeing what would work to be able to complement the academic experience here on campus. This is not art in a way that you would find at a general liberal arts college. Mm -hmm. I try to be very pragmatic in my approach to complement their discipline. What can I do with my tool set from the arts world that is going to help build a more well-rounded pilot or build a better intelligence analyst or somebody who's going into the business world. Military or not, the kind of skills that we develop in the arts are going to make for a more well-rounded principled graduate. Completely. And, you know, we're talking about, when we say the arts, I, I feel like, it's, it's my responsibility to 
draw out from you. I mean, when we say arts, we're talking about almost all the arts. You are involved in so many different things here. We're talking visual arts. We're talking music. We're talking all, all kinds of different things. So uh, I have performed at one of your coffee houses. Uh, the cadets were so much better than I was. They were really good uh, musicians. And that was a, I wouldn't say it's a shock, but you think of this regimented corps of cadets and, and then you give them, you give a few of them a guitar and oh my gosh, the things that come out of these cadets, it's just, it's incredible the level of talent that is, uh, is sort of hidden, you know, under the bushel here at the, at the, at the regiment. So, um, what, what are some of the programs you're working on now in terms of, let's start with visual arts. What kind of visual arts are you doing? Well, just to, to go back to what you were saying, I've had so many cadets over the years shocked that this opportunity exists. They say, I thought I had to leave that part of myself at the door. When I came to the Citadel, I could only be this aspect of myself. And I've, I've had the privilege of working with the leadership program and get interviewed about my perspective on leadership. And one of my favorite um, concepts is to bring your whole self to the table. I like to, I've had a very diverse background of experience. You know, my father was a career Marine. I, I did not grow up in a cultural home necessarily. I've lived all over the place. I've been in a different a variety of careers from working for a big five accounting firm to a tractor company, <laughs> as well as in the arts. So being able to, to, for me, to bring my whole self to the table in this job at the Citadel, it's more than a job, one of my Somebody called it my, my mission. Like, I feel the same way. Calling, this right? place gets this its hooks in calling. you. It yeah. does. It does. That's why I've been here for 15 I years. Um, but now I get to see that same mentality happening with the students. They are able to bring their whole self to their Citadel experience. You're right. Whether it's our open mic nights at Starbucks here on campus or they are creating art about their cadet experience or they are performing on stage with our barracks to Broadway. I mean, we have really a diversity of focusing on the visual arts, uh, music to some extent, some theater. What is, what is barracks to Broadway? Let's, let's anchor so there for a second. Broadway, that, that hasn't happened in a little while. COVID kind of put an end to what that. Was it? But I'm hoping to bring that back. That was a, uh, that was a wonderful medley of Broadway songs that our Citadel, our cadet choir practiced and performed. And we put our own sort of Citadel twist on it. Right. So the uniforms and the, the costuming had kind of a Citadel flavor All to right. it. But we do, we, we're doing more exhibitions too. Really, the strength of our program right now is in the visual arts. Okay. And how do the visual arts connect to this military kind of experience sure. because art has been a part of the military forever i mean the the marines especially have a very strong combat art program yes they do yes they do yes they do and i personally you know have a little affinity for the marines given my upbringing i, I try as and a I marine i try as a marine not a to take I, I it's so tempting <laughs> to take this interview down the road of how much i love the marine corps uh, and we have Colonel Streeter, obviously, here. He's, a, he's an actual combat artist from Afghanistan. He's a fantastic uh, painter. He's very grateful to be involved in the visual arts program. But here at the Citadel, where are these uh, Where are these cadets displaying their art? Where are they 
Are they are they painting in their barracks rooms? For someone who has no idea of the arts program at the Citadel, that's an alumni or a prospective student, help understand, uh, paint a picture, if you will, of, uh, of where so clever, so clever. <laughs> so uh, to help help us understand how these cadets get involved, where they do the work, and then where the work gets displayed. Sure. So first of all, let me just set the set the record straight. I have so many alumni kind of cock their heads to the side and go, what? There's art at the Citadel? Right. There have been art appreciation and music appreciation classes as part of the Citadel curriculum since 1949. Hmm. That is when it became a mandate for the education uh, department to offer those classes. Hmm. So those have been offered pretty much continuously since 1949. Hmm. Now, when I... There have been ebbs and flows over the years. There have been more classes added, fewer classes. Right now, we are teaching 600 cadets a year. Wow. That is a very large percentage of the core. It's almost a quarter of the core of cadets. That's right. That's right. And these are elective classes for the most part. So that shows the great demand, the Mm -hmm. great interest for those. And these classes run the gamut. So it's everything from the standard kind of drawing, painting, photography classes, but again, pragmatic, thinking about how to connect this to career paths. Things like forensic photography have Hmm. been a knockout success. I didn't even realize when I first started that class, working in partnership with, with the criminal justice department, that one of my students, sitting in my, back when I taught photography class, one of my students had an interview with SLED They said, do you have any special skills? He's like, well, I'm taking this photography class. They tracked him into investigations, and now he's very involved, shall we say, in a very public trial that's happening in our state right now as a lead investigator in forensics. So he comes back now and consults in our program. So we are cutting edge in the technology that's being used, working with the protocols, around forensic investigation at the state level. And that kind of opportunity for our cadets is unparalleled. So there's that. We are working in um, other classes that have to do, as we were just talking about, with combat art. So having Colonel Streeter here as a practitioner, as one of the few Marines who were had as an MOS, combat art he is here teaching the students and again that experience of how to tell a story of an experience as a cadet as a veteran we have veterans students taking his class they're able to to translate what they might be feeling into something that they can show Mm -hmm. people now you ask about exhibitions so we have we have several we have a fine arts minor program started off in 2014 with four, four people, and right now I have 143 wow. in the program. Half of those are seniors. So at the end of the year, graduation weekend, you know, we got to celebrate that, sure, right? Sure, sure. So we do an exhibition of the senior fine arts minors. Where do you do this? This year, well, last year was the first one, mm-hmm. and it was such. They loved it. I took so many selfies with <laughs> cadets and their art. Like, they're so proud. Of course, they should no, be. they should be. And their families. It's an actual artifact of their work here at the Citadel. Their families are so proud of them, too. Right? So that was the first one last year. 
this year will be as part of the graduation weekend events. There'll be a, a, an open reception on Friday from 11 to 1 in Daniel Library. And then we'll see where it goes next year because sure. we have some exciting new spaces opening up. Campus. That's right. Capers right. is back. Yeah. Capers is an entirely transformed space. I've had the great privilege of being a part of the design of that. Goodness. Right what what can we expect for the integration of fine arts in, in the new Capers? Okay, so there are there are some very new spaces. I feel like everything I do here is the first, which blazing a trail is awesome, right? Yes, but it's also kind of, tiring. Also it's tiring. a little exhausting, but eyes on the prize, and there's no... Um, there, I don't. I see blue skies, yeah, right? There's good. blue skies. Good for you. So we are working. First of all, we're part of the. I do want to also point out that the fine arts are on mission. So much to the point that we are part of the uh, of the strategic plan mm. uh, under specifically noted under programs of distinction. So this is not the frosting. The right. arts are not the frosting. We are part of cake. The crucial, the meat and potatoes. Meat and like potatoes, we are, good. We are part of what this uh, distinctive program can become here, mm -hmm. right? So the um, in the new space, we'll have much better classroom experience. I mean, these rooms, when I started, we were trying to do painting classes in a carpeted room, sealed windows, no running water, it's right. challenging, yeah. okay, right? But as the Marines say, improvise, adapt, overcome. And I think that that's one of my personal mottos okay. in how we just get it done, right? You just get it done. So those classes have evolved to the point that now we're going to be able to have an art studio. So the classroom space for both our hands-on art making, right, we have all kinds of drawing, painting, wildlife drawing, forensic drawing, those kinds of classes, will be in a space that actually facilitates the easy learning of it. Right. You're not going to have to tote buckets of water down the hall. Okay, <laughs> So I'm very excited about that. Then our next space is a digital media lab where we will have the best processors on these computers to be able to run programs. Again, pragmatic, Photoshop, uh, Lightroom, we'll be doing video production, things that have not been really possible with the current capabilities of right. our computers. Having your computer lab keep crashing during a class is not conducive to right. a good learning environment. We've, so. we've experienced this at the new facilities at Baston Hall. You know, it's it. A lot of it is the person in the classroom teaching the class for sure, but having those facilities that will work. In a, in a way that makes that facilitates easy learning is really it does make a, a tremendous difference when you're teaching cadets. Absolutely, it takes the, some of that physicality, some of that load off, toting mm -hmm. water, yeah. and being able to focus more on the delivery of right. collaborative instruction. Instruction. So that's the second space. The third space is a performance auditorium, and this is the first of its kind on campus. Mm -hmm. Two hundred and fifty seats. This is uh, I. I had, I really loved having multiple hard hat tours to be able to see it evolve. There was a Donnelly Foundation study about the artistic spaces in Charleston. 
I mean, you know, we're in Artstown. There's sure. a lot of stuff here, and I did not want to replicate what was already being built here, what right. was already existed. So 250 seat was the sweet spot. You know, there's a lot of small, and there's a lot of really big, but there's not that much in that middle in that middle ground. So we really were very thoughtful about the size of it. The room itself uh, has a really has such a cool stage that has uh, ramps that come off both sides that will allow for integration into the audience mm. in a very interesting way. Uh, there's green rooms. There's the capability to do video, sound, lights at a very professional level. So this is going to be not just for the art program, but for the entire Citadel and our community, too. I'm really looking forward to being able to open up those gates. You talked about right. you know, the gates. I'm constantly thinking about how do we welcome the community? How do we integrate uh, what we're doing into this larger this larger conversation that the Citadel hasn't been a part of. I mean, in all, in all transparency, I was at the Gibbs Museum of Art running their education program. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about the Citadel. Of course. Because what was there at that point really to discuss? It was very insular. Mm -hmm. And so the first time, and as a military brat, for crying out loud, I hadn't really thought the Citadel's gates were open to me. Right. So I, I think it's a very common perception. I too. understand that perception, mm -hmm. having lived in Charleston for you know, ages, that I, if I wasn't welcome, well, now how can I open those doors sure. and make other people's experiences positive? And we've had some really big wins. For example, American Ballet Theater, uh, through our great friends at the Gilliard, were able to come on campus. We had six thousand people on Summerall Field watching ballet. I think it's fantastic. Patrick Thomas Bears is the backdrop. You know, it was spectacular. And what I heard over and over was, wow, I had no idea. I've never been on campus and I can't wait to come back. Fantastic. I mean that I completely agree that we could be much better integrated into the community and the arts are a wonderful way to do that. Uh, what's on? I mean, Capers oh, so is obviously let me tell you the yeah, sure. Space. So that was the third space. Okay. That's the auditorium, right. and I have some really cool programs that um, some integration of where I play is the integration of art, the community, and the military. Yeah. So that kind of that's where that's I live, sure. so that I don't you know I don't need to copy what other people, what other organizations are doing in town, and, and I'm. I'm delighted to be able to have the seat at the table in several cultural organizations around here to be able to know what's going on and how we can collaborate, not compete. That's one of my favorite things about the Charleston arts community is that everyone I've talked to has been, let's work together. You know, and, and not all artistic communities are like that. Some are, are a little bit more... Um, they like to own their audience, but here it is such a delight to, to collaborate. So the fourth art space is the art gallery, and this will be a 1,300 square foot uh, open space right on the first floor. So you'll come in the front doors through our checkerboard patio. The auditorium will be straight ahead, and you hang a right, and there's the art gallery. 
So very integral to the experience of coming right. into this new Capers building. Um, and in that auditorium and, and in that art gallery, my my first show is going to be, you mentioned Colonel Streeter as mm-hmm. a combat artist. Well, he has been so instrumental in connecting me to this larger community of combat artists. Right. And combat artists, by that I mean both both military, you know, in service, active duty, veterans, and civilians who have embedded in combat situations. Right. I think it's important to note that Colonel Streeter is actually an attack helicopter pilot. That's yes. his main job. But on top of that, he's a combat artist, and it's analogous to what these cadets are. They're first and foremost, they're cadets here at the Citadel, but they're bringing, as you said, their whole self to the table, bringing their artistic talent to bear in their leadership development. I mean, that, that's exactly what this podcast is about. It's a behind-the-scenes look. Well, this is this is behind the scenes for a lot of folks who haven't considered the arts at the Citadel. So you, you were saying that uh, you've got this combat artist program, a uh, budding program here? Yes. So as part of his class, we were able to work together to do you know, artist-in-residence program, but we're doing combat artist-in-residence wow, programs. Okay. So we've had, uh, so far we've had six combat artists come stay on our campus for a couple days. I have taken them behind the scenes. Oh, great. They've experienced everything from sweet detail to summer hall guard practice sure. to mess, the mess hall, yeah. Harvard. You know, they've seen so much that the majority of the outside world has not seen. Are they producing? Are they, are they? I would be very oh, curious. Yes. You know, so so are we actually getting saying, combat art about the Citadel? As I was saying, yeah. so but my first exhibition, my inaugural exhibition, is going to be the work that they created oh, wow. from their experience. That's very exciting, actually. It's, it's being able to take the perspective of a combat artist, right? They have to tell the story of the military experience. How so they have all these incredible skills, not only with how well they draw, but how well they tell stories mm-hmm. through their work. I've gotten them to turn their attention to the cadet experience wow. and to the veteran cadet experience. And the day students, they go behind the scenes and have just been able I've gotten a little sneak peek. It's not all in yet, but what they have produced is incredible. I'm sure it's going to be anything we've ever had. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Cause you see, you know, there's, there's some, there are paintings that there's sort of well-known representations. We've got a watercolor of Lasane gateway here on my wall. And it's, it's time for some fresh, some fresh representations of our beloved Citadel. I think so as well. And this is the kind of story that is going to resonate right. with anyone who has ever been a part of the, of the, faculty, the staff, the students, right. they're going to recognize these common experiences in a way that will allow them to tell the stories to people who have not experienced it. Right. So it's a way to, as you were saying, behind the scenes, if we're trying to help our greater community, not just Charleston, but the greater community of really our, our nation, understand the value of a Citadel education we got to tell our story better. Right. And and this is one this way helps. to be able to do that. that. Next, well, as, as a final question, I usually ask this question first, but I'm going to ask you last, which is what obstacles do you see that stand in the way of the Citadel becoming the, the fullest version of itself? I mean, you've been here 15 years. Um, what what could we – because there, there, there are some influential listeners to our podcast. 
Now, what message would you send to say, gosh, the Citadel is so close to be to, to achieving its 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 greatness, but this is is an obstacle. So I try not to think of obstacles. I try to think of of where I'm headed. And when I you asked me when I started 15 years ago if we would be where we are now, I would be thrilled with my future self, sure, right? Sure, sure, good. And and all that we've been, been able to accomplish. Right. But I've been here 15 years, and I'm going to be here as long as I can. Yeah. My number one goal is to create a program that outlasts me. Uh-huh. I do. Right now, I am the only permanent faculty in the fine arts. Right. I'm the first. I don't want to be the last. Right. So for me, the the goal is everything I'm doing is scaffolded. It is supported. It is sustainable. It is. Well, I am playing the long game right, here right. to develop the structure, the organization, the budget, all those nuts and bolts to be able to facilitate the arts becoming a permanent part of the entire Citadel experience. That is just fantastic. I mean, obviously, the, if you have 600 cadets in these programs, we're touching a lot of lives every year. We're representing the Citadel, and, and it really is uh, it really is a behind-the-scenes look. I can't wait for it to be in front of the scenes when Capers is back up this fall and uh, and, and also to see the exhibit at the uh, commencement. So, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. That was just fantastic. It's, it's wonderful what you're doing here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online, and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership on Demand.